Hi there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports. Welcome to another episode of Pickleball Problems. All right, today on the show, we are talking about grips. What grip do you use when you play? That's kind of a trick question because you probably use different grips when you play depending on the situation. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. This can be a confusing topic, but it's a really important one. And we're going to talk everything you need to know about pickleball grips in just a minute. This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. PCI offers instructor education and certification in the United States and around the world. If you've thought about becoming a certified pickleball instructor, Pickleball Coaching International is your best bet. PCI certification is just $249 and includes all your training materials, tons of resources, all your evaluations, liability insurance, and great deals from our friends at Selkirk Sport. There is no better deal out there. Did I mention that level one certification is 100% online? So you can take the course when it works for you. You don't have to worry about costly or inconvenient travel. Like I do here at the show, PCI certification takes a modern, practical look at teaching pickleball in a way that is safe, fun, and effective. Head over to PCIPickleball.com to learn more and to start your certification course today. That's PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. All right, welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about grips. What grip should you use in different situations when playing pickleball? What are the advantages, for example, of using a continental grip versus an eastern forehand grip? Can you get away with a semi-western forehand grip? Hey, you might even be wondering, Mark, what the heck is a semi-western grip? And we are going to talk about that. Okay, so first thing we should do, if we want to talk about pickleball grips, if you have a pickleball paddle nearby, make your life easier, go and grab it. And if you don't have a paddle, well, I don't know, find something else that kind of looks like a paddle, like a little stick. You got a stick handy, you can use a stick. Here, hold on a sec. Let me grab my paddle. Okay, I got my paddle now. And uh, the one I'm holding right now is the brand new SLK Halo. SLK is uh, is an offshoot. It's a, a sub-brand. I'm sure that's not the word of our good friends over at Selkirk Sport. And these Halo paddles just arrived in the mail the other day. And right now I'm holding the, the control version, 16 millimeter. Anyway, check it out. Um, I'll post it in the show notes so you can see exactly what it looks like. But this is not supposed to be an ad for Selkirk. Um, okay, so I'm holding the paddle in my hand. And hold it right now as though you're holding a hammer like you're holding a hammer. And if you don't really hold a hammer very often, I certainly don't. Here's a way to think about it. The V of your hand, that spot between your index finger and your thumb, that should be right on the very top of it. It's almost like you can slide that V of your hand down the the face, or I should say the edge of the paddle, and then you're holding the handle, okay? That's called a continental grip. And this grip is really useful in a lot of situations. You'll notice how it kind of naturally opens the paddle face a little bit. And that's really great. What kind of shots do you want to have that open paddle face to send the ball with a bit of an arc? Well, very often if you're playing a serve, sort of a medium speed or a lob serve, if you want to play a drop, they often have a little bit of an arc or a dink often has a bit of an arc. Sometimes if you're playing a drop volley, right, your opponents are at the baseline, they drive the ball at you and you just want to gently drop it over the net into the kitchen. Usually that ball has a little bit of an arc. And so the continental grip right? Like you're holding a hammer is really nice when you want to play balls that have a little bit of an arc. Maybe you're disguising your dink and instead playing a lob, right? That'd be a nice example. 
Another reason why you might want to use the Continental Grip is because it has a slightly open paddle face, it's really good when you're hitting backspin or side spin because that requires a slightly open paddle face and then you swing kind of downward on the ball or from left to right or right to left if you're doing side spin. So Continental Grips are really versatile grips. You can hit most shots in pickleball just holding with that Continental Grip. And so a lot of the time people who come from strong um, racket sports backgrounds where you also use a Continental Grip, squash would be an example. Uh, I'm not really a racquetball expert. Uh, I think often um, in badminton, they will sometimes quite often use a, a Continental Grip. In tennis, you use Continental Grips, uh, typically the advanced players, when they're serving, when they're hitting volleys, and when they're hitting drop shots or slices. So that's the Continental Grip holding it like you're holding a hammer. But here's the thing. The Continental Grip has some drawbacks as well, some good reasons not to use it. And we're going to talk about those reasons in just a moment. I spend a lot of time traveling and teaching pickleball, and I love it. But did you know there was a period in my life where little baby Mark Renison was a manager of a pickleball club? It is true. And while I loved seeing the people every day, I hated the administrative side of it. Whether it was organizing leagues or ladders, recruiting people for our round robins, or even just scheduling different pickleball socials, I found that to be a nightmare. And that's why I'm so impressed with Track It Hub. It's an all-in-one pickleball software solution that would have made my life so much easier back then when I was running this club. Whether it was organizing events or communicating with groups, running competitions, collecting payments, making changes, it would have been so much easier if I had Track It Hub. So I encourage you, if you are a pickleball club owner or administrator or manager, head over to trackithub.com right away. Check it out, take the tour, see the bells and whistles. I promise you are going to love it. It's going to make your life so much easier. My only regret about Track It Hub was that I didn't use it back in the day when I needed it the most. Welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about different grips when you play pickleball. What's best, what's worst, and when should you use each of them? We've been talking about the Continental Grip, and I just mentioned all the good things about it, but also there are some drawbacks. And one of the major drawbacks is actually also its strength, right? Your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. I mentioned how the Continental Grip opens the paddle face. Well, what if you want to hit a ball not with an arc? What if you don't want to hit a high ball? What if, for example, you want to drive your third shot and keep it low? What if you want to serve really fast and low? Well, you don't want that open paddle face. Now, sure, with the Continental Grip, you could kind of tilt. I'm doing this. I'm holding my paddle, so I suggest you do the same thing. I'm kind of tilting my shoulder and my hand to kind of close that paddle face, but it feels kind of awkward. It feels kind of uncomfortable. Now, what players will often do instead of putting themselves in that awkward, uncomfortable position, is they'll say, you know what, Continental Grips are not great for this. I'm going to rotate the paddle slightly in my hand. So now my hand is just slightly behind the paddle as though I'm hitting forward. This is often what's referred to as an Eastern forehand grip. That's a technical term. Now, some people will call it a handshake grip. Now, quick disclaimer, people often confuse the handshake grip and the Continental Grip. They're not the same. You don't hold the hammer the same way you shake someone's hand. With the hammer, you hold on top of the handle, like a continental grip. And when you're shaking someone's hand, at least when I'm shaking someone's hand, I hold slightly on the side of it. Okay, So handshake and hammer are not the same, the same way that eastern forehand and continental are not the same. 
Okay, so if my hand is slightly behind the handle, like I would hold, shake someone's hand, that's called an Eastern forehand grip. And it's good for a few re reasons. It closes the paddle face slightly, makes it more straight up and down, which is great if I want to drive the ball low, right? My hand being behind the paddle slightly also puts it in a stronger hitting position. So if I was really hitting the ball hard with my hand slightly behind the paddle, it's likely going to be in a stronger position when I hit that ball. And finally, an Eastern forehand grip is useful because by closing the paddle face here, I can now swing from low to high and brush up the back of the ball. And that will be great if I want to hit with top spin. If I want to make that ball rotate forward as I'm hitting, whether I'm hitting a third shot drive, whether I'm hitting a serve, maybe a top spin lob, if you want to be fancy. A lot of volleys are hit with top spin now. So that ball goes up and over the net, drops and then jumps forward at the opponents. So if you're someone who wants to use a lot of topspin, or even just some topspin, the continental grip is not terribly useful for that. But the eastern forehand grip, the handshake grip, is more useful for that, at least on the forehand side. But guess what? As much as there are benefits to using this eastern forehand grip, there are also some really important drawbacks. And we'll talk about those in just a second. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today, as well as behind-the-scenes insights and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free and get started watching pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we're talking about different grips we use when we play pickleball, the advantages and disadvantages of each. Just before the break, we were talking about how an Eastern forehand grip can be forehand grip, not a group. An Eastern forehand grip can be really useful if you want to drive the ball low, if you want to hit with topspin. But I mentioned there's a drawback, and that drawback for the Eastern forehand grip is the backhand. Okay, so again, if you're holding a paddle, you'll see what I mean. My hand is slightly behind the handle as though I'm hitting a forehand forward. Paddle face is straight up and down. That's great on my forehand side, but if I keep that same grip, keep that same grip, but now move it over toward your, like, pretend you're hitting a backhand. Well, you'll see now your hand is no longer behind the paddle as though you're hitting the ball forward. It's actually in front of the paddle. Okay, that is a really weak hitting position. If someone pushed against your paddle right now when you're holding it like that, your wrist is just going to go back. There's going to be like very little strength there. Not to mention, look how open the paddle face is now when you've got an eastern forehand grip on the backhand side. So it's a really weak position to hit from, and it opens the paddle face, which is going to be tough if you want to keep the ball low. So what do you do? Do you change the grip? Well, that's an option. And in situations where you have more time, like, I don't know, let's say you're returning serve, for example, and the ball is traveling 45 feet, you might have time to change a grip. And we'll talk about backhand grips in a second. Um, but there's lots of times where you don't have time to change. Like, let's say you're at the net in one of those bang, bang volley situations. You're not going to have time to change grip between a forehand and a backhand, right? So what do you do? Well, one option is you just try to power your way through it. You sort of try to tilt it so the paddle face isn't so open. You're in that weak position, but you say, you know what? I am strong enough. I am just going to resist and I'm going to try to make it work. Personally, I do not like this approach. It feels very awkward. It feels uncomfortable. And I actually think there's a better chance for injury when you put your body in that really weak hitting position. So what else could you do? Well, another option is to use that second hand. 
I'm right-handed, so there's a good chance you are, no guarantee. So if I was using an Eastern forehand grip on my backhand side, I'd say, whoa, wait a second, that's a really weak position. I don't have time to change grips, but you know what I do have time to do? Put my non-dominant hand, in my case, my left hand, just above my dominant hand, and now I've got two hands on the paddle. And so, yes, it's true that my dominant hand, my right hand, is in that weak hitting position. But you know what? It's got a lot of support from my left hand, from my dominant hand, my non-dominant hand, I should say. And that's a way to compensate. And we see more and more players do this. It used to be the case it was just some of the women that would use two hands. But no, now we see more and more of the guys. Ben Johns regularly hits with two hands on his backhand side when he's at the net in these bang-bang rallies. And really what they're saying, these players, is, look, I want to use an Eastern forehand grip on my forehand side. It is strong. I can hit hard. I can put a lot of topspin on it. And when the ball comes to my left side, I'm going to keep that grip because I don't have time to change, but I'm just going to reinforce it. I'm going to support it with my non-dominant hand. So that's an option too. Of course, when you use two hands on the backhand, you can't reach quite as far as you could otherwise, but you know what? There's going to be a lot more support there than if you use that Eastern forehand grip on the backhand side. Okay. Now, what else could you do? We've talked a bit about forehands. We've talked about backhands. We've talked about switching or not switching. Um, there's one more thing we should talk about, and that is some of the more extreme grips that we sometimes see in pickleball. Okay, And also another option that you might want to consider when you're hitting backhands, if you're not a big fan of the two-hander. Let's talk about that in just a moment. Hey there, it's Mark. Are you a pickleball coach? If so, I bet you work hard to design your lesson plans. A good lesson plan can be the difference between running a fantastic clinic or running one that's, well, just so-so. And that's the reason I put together some of my all-time favorite lesson plans. These are flexible, easy-to-follow plans that you can adapt for players of any skill level. And because we organize them by theme, they work really well, whether you're teaching a single clinic or running them as a series. If you want to make your life easier as a coach, come check out my favorite lesson plans. Head over to PCIPickleball.com and you'll see the link. That's PCIPickleball.com, and look for premium lesson plans. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. We're talking all about grips today. We've talked about forehands and backhands, the eastern forehand grip, the continental grip. We've talked about using two hands on the backhand side if your hand is otherwise in a weak hitting position. Okay, so what else could you do? Let's talk about extreme grips. Imagine you're holding your paddle. I'm holding mine right now, my uh, SLK Halo, the 16 millimeter version. I'm holding it like almost like I'm, I don't know, if I was holding a mirror up to myself, right? Or if I was holding a frying pan. And in this case, the V of my hand, the paddle is really flat. Okay, it's right on the table here. And I just put my hand in the, the V of my hand between index finger and my thumb is right on that big flat part. Okay, almost like I'm holding a stop sign or whatever. Um... This is called a semi-Western forehand grip. Don't ask me why. It doesn't matter why. A semi-Western forehand grip. And you'll see, when you hold it like this, not only is the paddle face not open, it's not even really neutral. It's not straight up and down if you're hitting a forehand. It's actually tilted downward. It's tilted downward. Now, when we see a sport where people have strings, like tennis, for example, tennis players will often use this grip because they can really accelerate up the back of the ball, create a ton of spin, get that ball to go up and over, and that upward acceleration will counteract the downward impulse created by the paddle angle. Okay, But the thing is, in pickleball, you can't easily create as much spin as you could in something like tennis, as much as the paddle manufacturers are trying to create paddles that you can. Okay, So this is not an ideal grip. I would consider it a red flag. 
Are there some people that use it out there? Yes, of course. We look like our friend Riley Newman, for example, will use this grip. And some other um, players, when they're driving the ball, are really good at creating a ton of topspin. They'll use that semi-Western forehand grip, almost like they're holding a frying pan, but I do not recommend it for you. Not only for the reasons of the forehand that we just talked about, but what are you going to do when that ball comes to the backhand? If you're holding it like an Eastern uh, semi-Western forehand grip and it's really right, an extreme grip on the forehand side. If you go switch over to your backhand, you still have that grip. It is really going to tilt the paddle upwards, and it's going to be a really weak hitting position. This is often where you'll see people, have you ever seen someone who uses the same side of the paddle, whether they're hitting a forehand or a backhand? Uh, if you're into pro pickleball, Jeff Warnick is a person like this. Okay, it's because this extreme grip, if it's not going to work um, if they hit a backhand. So what they'll do is they'll hit a forehand, and they'll just kind of flip the paddle over, and they'll use the same side of the paddle on their forehand and backhand side. This is also, it's like a do not try at home situation. Um, it's a bit of a red flag. Uh, it's a really weak position to hit in. And if you get a low ball, if you get a low ball on that backhand side when you're using the semi-western grip, it is very hard to get the ball up and over the net. Okay, so to kind of wrap things up here, we've talked about different grips. My recommendation to you you know, if you're a new pickleball player or an intermediate player, you should likely be using either a continental grip, just like you're holding a hammer, right? It's really versatile. You can use it on both the forehand and backhand side, or more of an eastern forehand grip where your hand is slightly behind the paddle on the forehand side. And when it comes to your backhand, you can either muscle your way through or consider using that second hand on the backhand side to kind of support it. Okay, I'll include some pictures here in the show notes and maybe some links to some of our videos because sometimes this can be a little tricky to visualize. But I would love to know what kind of grip do you use when you play pickleball? Do you change grips? When do you change grips? How do you find the right grip in these different situations? Why don't you send me a note? Mark at Third Shot Sports is a great way to get in touch. You can find us on all the social media, of course, on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Or TikTok, I think we're hitting like six million views in the last two months anyway um i'd love to know what you think send me a note and do you have a show idea do you want me to talk about something you know what you can do even better than sending me a note make a voice memo just open up the voice memo app on your phone record your sultry voice asking me that question maybe we'll play it on the show and talk about it next time until that next time i'm your host mark renison thanks for listening